You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to Heart to Heart Chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, hey, friends. Welcome to Walk It Out. I have one of my favorite people on here, and uh, I think she's my only guest that's been on my show. I think this is her third time, which is, I shouldn't like send her a gold star or something. I don't know. <laughs> but my guest is Crystal Evans Hurst. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Crystal Evans Hurst is an energetic, life-loving girl next door who loves encouraging others to fulfill their potential in Christ. With humor and vulnerability, Crystal tells it like it is, and she does y'all she does um, but does so with grace integrity and love she's a best-selling author of she's still there and kingdom women and she firmly believes god's promise jeremiah 29 11, i know the plans i have for you and she desires to help other women believe and apply that truth to their lives so welcome crystal Thank you for having me, Trisha. I appreciate you uh, letting me be on here three times. <laughs> I know. Like, I always love every time, you know, someone like, you want to have Crystal? I'm like, yes. Just making an automatic <laughs> yes. I love, I just love you and your family. And um, yeah, I love watching all the stuff that you're doing and all God is doing through you. So we're talking today. Well, this, we're going to start talking with this. I know we'll probably go other places, but <laughs> we're going to start talking today about um, your new book, The 28 Day prayer journey, a daily guide to conversations with God. So, but before we jump into that, for those who may not be familiar with you, just tell a little bit more about yourself and your family. Sure. Well, I am um, a mom, a wife, a writer, a speaker, a daughter. Um, I'm one of the Evans girls, um, Tony and Lois Evans. And then um, I have been a mom since I've been an adult. So first a single parent and then um, a homeschooling mom. I've been a stepmom. I am a stepmom. I have grandchildren. So motherhood is a big part of my life. I've always been a writer. I have my first book published when I was in the first grade. I have it on my shelf. My mother I gave love it. But um, I always thought I would write a book when I was in my 60s because by then all my kids would be grown and I'd know which ones I could safely use as examples. But um, in 2012, my dad was writing a book for women. He had written one for men and he wanted me to add a woman's touch to it. And I said, like, no, I have college and kindergarten happening in my house at the same time. Ain't nobody got top there. <laughs> But he was like, no, here's how we can do this where it won't be burdensome for you. And once you put your name on a book alongside Dr. Tony Evans, people think you speak too. So that kind of started that path for me. Uh, I still homeschool. I have three kids that are at home still that are boys are 17, 15 and 11. Um, and here I am writing, speaking, podcasting, um, hosting uh, shows on YouTube, doing all kinds of fun things. But uh, it's kind of a little bit different than what I thought life would be right now. I thought I'd just be trying to work hard to graduate these kids from homeschool. And that's plenty, much less all the other things. 
Yeah, it's so much like me because I have older ones and grandkids and then the little mm-hmm. ones at home. So like last night we were just at a baseball game with a little guy um, and then, you know, grandkids and adult kids. And it is it's so awesome, but it's a challenge too because you're like, OK, who needs me today? Like who needs me to reach out to them or talk to them or help them with their math or anything? It's just the balance of all of it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, balance is that word that we're ever in search of. And it is what Mm -hmm. it is. We probably never really find it. We just work our days the best we can. But it is it is a gift, I think, to be able to see. And you're at that season, too, where you have the vantage point of being able to see from a 30,000 foot view the landscape of your life. And being able to say, this is what matters. This is what doesn't. This is what I did. This is what I want to do differently. As a writer, a speaker, a mom, a grandmother, a homemaker, a wife, a friend, you know, you're like, I've been doing this long enough to know um, and to quickly pull myself into alignment with what's important and what really matters over time. And I'm grateful for that perspective. Yeah. And especially with older kids, I'm like, okay, they turned out all right. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to stress so much. With the little exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, okay. So tell us about the 28 day prayer challenge. And I know you said, well, it's said in the book, um, you started with an Instagram challenge. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I just was thinking I should pray more. And if I have accountability and tell people that that's what I'll do, maybe I'll do it. If I tell them I'm going to show up for 28 days and um, give them opportunities to pray, then maybe I'll actually do it. And so, um, yeah, that was, that was a uh, it's not because I'm a prayer prayer warrior because I'm, you know, like prayer changes things. And this is my whole life's message. It was because I was struggling with it, wanted to do better in it and said, if I do it with people, then maybe I'll be accountable to showing up every day and doing it. So that's how it was born. Yeah. And I, I know not before I've written, uh, you know, through the year, reading through the Bible in a year. And I, I know if I start it on, <laughs> online, then I'll have to keep going because I'm leading people along. Exactly. And so it, exactly. it is a, a good encouragement. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times, I mean, we all know the importance of prayer, but it is like trying to figure out how to take time to do it. And what I love about your book is you, you break it into morning and afternoon and the evening. Um, I love that because I think so many times, like, I, I mean, I wake up and all the worries of the people in my life and all those come crashing out. I'm good kind of about laying in bed and like praying for those other people. But through the day, things get a little bit crazy. So I love just, and it's not, I mean, this will literally take two minutes to read through and then sit and, and pray through. But I love how the themes carry through the day. So I, I did, because I know we're doing this, I did the day one this morning. So the morning it was talking about just thinking about your salvation experience. And one of the questions I love so much, it talked about um, the community of faith. Mm-hmm. And just thanking God for the community faith. And I remember we went to a little church growing up, you know, like 50, 70 members, I don't know, something. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I, could, I thought through all those saints that were sitting there and encouraging me and that would hug me and offer me a mint from their pocket. And so <laughs> I'm like, God, thank you for Koi and Betty and the Alves family. And you know, like, I just start going through. And I, that just encouraged me. Like it just lifted my spirit so much. And like I said, you know, just going through this took me maybe five minutes, but it was just like such a great start for the day. So tell me like how you decided to do that, where you're doing the morning and the afternoon and the evening. 
Well, originally when I did the Instagram challenge, it was like first thing in the morning, mid-morning, lunch, um, afternoon, early evening and bedtime. Because I was trying to think, what are the touch points where I need mm-hmm. Jesus? Yeah. I need to get, up, get me up out of the bed. Mid-morning when I'm you know in the middle of a very busy morning, not to forget that he's there lunchtime because it's lunchtime. You know, you, eat, you take a break. Um, finishing up the day and then coming in somewhere between the end of your workday and the, and the beginning of evening time as a family. And then again, you know, giving him a nod before you go to bed. And so we just um, um, consolidated that into three times a day because at least three times a day, you know, you Mm -hmm. can think middle morning, noon and night. We kind of are programmed that way because of the way we eat that you can touch base with God. And and I wanted to give you enough content to give you something to talk to God about if that's what you're struggling to do and to develop this habit of any time is a good time to pray. But three times a day is a good place to get started. Yeah, I love that so much. And then you have different topics for different days of the week. And um, I think I just love it. I think it's such an awesome thing. But also, like, thinking of the time that this is coming out, (laughs) we need prayer. Like, we (laughs) need prayer so much. And um, so how long ago was your Instagram challenge? Five years, I believe. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, and then now we're holding the book in the hands in a time where people really need to think about connecting with God. And, um, I mean, there's so much going on and so much stress and people are trying to figure out what they can do with their kids with school and, um, just all the, the racial tension and so much stuff. So, I mean, what kinds of things are you praying about now in your life? Well, you know, I think, um, I, I'm, I'm thinking, always from a need perspective and a want perspective Mm -hmm. and wanting to couch that in relational appreciation. You know, God, Mm -hmm. thank you for what you've done and what you're doing that I may not even know. Mm -hmm. And um, a humble spirit of repentance uh, because I don't want to come to you and talk to you about my needs and my wants when we're not in right relationship. So praying is I want to know his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, about what I'm, what I need to do in this season. I literally was praying with my kids the other day, and like, Lord, there's so many things that we could do, but what do you want our family to do in this right. season? Where do you want us to go? How do you want us to serve together? How do you want us to minister to other people? Sometimes it's related to the times that we're in um, the tumultuous part of that, but sometimes it's just because of our times in non tumultuous ways. How can we serve your people? How can I, you know, go to the gro- who, who do I need to go to the grocery store for? Who do I need mm-hmm. to take a meal to? Um, how can I connect my kids to that process so that it's just not something mom is doing, but you know, how can we pray for the travesties that we're seeing on the news or for our leaders? How can we, you know, how can we be actively engaged in being a product and being a part of the solution? What does that look like for our family? It's really a lot of guidance. Like what can we, what can we do? Um, but in terms of like our specific family, we're very grateful. Um, we have been saving for a long time for a house and even in a rental situation, in a very small house to wait until the right house came along. And I've been praying about a house, honestly, I'd have to look back, but probably at least 15 years wow, for that yeah. forever house that we would live in. And we've moved a couple times in between and we found it, you know, mid pandemic, we found it. And did I think that, you know, God was going to move us in the middle of all this craziness? Absolutely not. But he did. So that's one of my gratitude prayers is that, you know, I mean, we're, we're still in between houses. I'm in the process of moving right now but oh, being wow. grateful for that, but also saying as we go in, how do we use this house to serve you? 
How do we use this house to minister to people? How do we use this home to be a respite and a, and a resting place for people who we love and people who we want to um, serve? So that, that's a prayer request. So in this season, um, that's kind of poignant for me. Um, but also, you know, as I mentioned, just saying, okay, we're watching the news, we're listening to conversations, and I've got friends of all um, stages, races, cultures, backgrounds, colors. You know, what does it look like for me to learn to grow so that I can communicate things, but also how do I communicate with those friends of mine who all have different perspectives? How can I be a bridge mm-hmm. builder? How can I have the hard conversations? How can I say things some people may not want to hear um, on both sides? How, how can I do that? And what's my role? You know, as a family, what's our role, God? Give us guidance because there are different roles in the body of Christ for this, uh, for for the change that changes that we need to see. And we all don't have to look the same or sound the same in order for change to take place. So where where is our place? Um, there's a lot of prayers just about where we are right now and how he wants us to use it for his glory. Yeah, and I think that is so good. And I think I think so many times we wonder, like, what are the right things to do? or What are the right, right things to say? And I was talking to one of my friends who, um, it's a black man who's a judge here in Little Rock, and he's an awesome Christian guy. We're working on a book together. We've been working on this idea for a long time. But um, as I was talking to him, I'm like, what's really going on right now? And he goes, I know God has put me in a position where I could be a voice, but it's overwhelming when even my white friends who are well-meaning, you know, will call me and say, what do I need to do? He's like, I don't know what you need to do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I think so many times um, we want someone to say, do this, do that, say this, say that. And really it is going before God and saying, how can I love someone? How can I listen better? How can I serve someone? And, um, you know, I think we, and that goes back to the prayer. I think we all need to go before God. And for me, you know, during the season, um, my prayer has been like, God, if, if a need comes up, then I need to pray and ask how I, I can help in some way. So, you know, all these homeschool conventions have been canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, all these speakers who 80%, one, one, one of my friends said 80% of his income came from the homeschool convention selling mm-hmm. at the book tables and his speaking fees um, and suddenly that's all gone. And so I threw a Pinterest uh, education, <laughs> like this is how you use Pinterest, you know, just for my friends on a Zoom call. You know, and, and then you, our neighbor, she went to go visit her family. Her dad has cancer. And then she came home uh, last weekend and said uh, after she got home, she realized she'd been exposed. Someone there had mm. been after they tested positive positive for covid and uh so she was in her house in her room she has two kids and a husband and so i'm like okay i'm gonna make a meal and take it over you know it's just it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be Mm -hmm. like we have to figure out the big thing that i need to do today that's going to reach tens of thousands of people (laughs) but really and when we i love how you're saying that like with our kids like what do we need to do how does god want to use us today and sometimes in very small and personable ways Mm -hmm. um, is how we need to be connecting with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that we just have to say what is for me to do? Because, you know, you know, I've I've said I go to women's conferences and, you know, then you hear about this push for to do the thing in Africa with the water. Then you hear about kids that are, you know, Mm -hmm. that need to be adopted. And then you hear about this outreach program for this church. And then you, you hear about this missions trip. And every time I leave those things, I'm like, I'm not doing enough. You know, I'm not doing it. But the reality is I can't do all that. Mm -hmm. I I cannot. And so even apart from this year, the 2020 craziness, you know, you have to always step back and say, based on the needs, based on the things that are at, for example, 
if you're like the system is jacked, okay, you know, mm-hmm. there's all the mm-hmm. about structural racism. Yeah. Okay? If the system is jacked, okay, it's going to be, we, we can all do whatever God leads us to do. But if you're an attorney, you know, or if you're a judge, mm-hmm. that's what's in front of you. Now, that doesn't yep. mean that other people can't be involved in it or be called to it. I'm just saying it's it's easy to see how if that's your life's work. If you're already involved in the city, if you're already, you know, you got some legal background, that that could be God's calling to you based on what he's already put in your hand for that to be the thing that you exactly. do. do. I need to feel like, you know, I should feel like I'm a horrible person. If I don't start a million petitions and run around getting 2 million people to sign them, I'm not saying I couldn't do that, but I can be okay if that's not for me, because maybe what's for me is I realize that I live in a mixed neighborhood, a lot of black people, a lot of white people. So what I want to do is say, Hey, I'm, I'm here for community, put a mm-hmm. picnic table out on my front porch, and just talk to people as they come by and start to build relationship. Because maybe up to now, I know the people who look like me, who go to my church in my neighborhood, and I've never even reached out to my neighbors, black or white, really. You know, yeah. people I already knew. So what does it look like for me to build a bridge? And so I shouldn't feel bad if what God puts on my heart is start building bridges in your community just because I'm not putting together the petition, petition for uh, structural change in the legal system. I mean, we all have a role to play, and it's kind of like the body of Christ. You know, the hand is a hand, and the foot is the foot, and the ear are the ears. And when we start trying to do everybody's job, then we don't do our job well. But I think what's crucial is to say, God, what would you have me to do? How do you yeah. want me to use my experiences, my gifting, my design for your glory? And you show me what that is to do. And I'm going to do something and tell me, you tell me to do something else. But I think if we would just start there and because there is education to be done, Trish. I mean, the reality yes, is yep, yep. for me as a black woman, for you as a white woman, for me as a woman who's been, um, you know, that's been in an urban area, but had uh, growing up and had a large part of my adult life in a suburban setting, homeschooling. I deal with a lot of different people in a lot of different situations, a lot of different socioeconomic statuses and colors. Okay. So what does that look like for me? But what does it look like for somebody else who's listening, who is white, who lives in a predominantly white neighborhood? And it's like, okay, I'm supposed to build bridges, but with who? Like nobody, yeah, exactly. nobody who goes mm-hmm. to my church. And so some people will say, and some of the people in our church, which is a predominantly black church, have come because, yeah, they wanted to hear Tony Evans preaching, but they were like, we want a totally diverse experience. Mm-hmm. We want to embed ourselves in that. Okay, that's what God calls them to do. But should every white person say, I'm a horrible person if I don't go to a black church? I don't think so. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think we just have to say, what is God calling us to? And then be faithful to do that and to trust that as we live, as we grow, as we read the books, watch the movies, have the hard conversations, um, you know, grow in our knowledge of the history of our country and what that means and how we change, that we let God sanctify us little by little. Uh, and some of us, it may be major steps, but for a lot of us, it's minor steps. And we have to just say, this is what God is calling me to, and I'm okay, and letting the Holy Spirit do the convicting work that he can do. And we have to yeah. trust the Holy Spirit that he can guide and direct us. And then um, just be willing to, to be willing to engage with the changes that he brings in front of us. Oh, that's so good. And I think we don't know what we don't know, but we can learn. <laughs> like We can learn. And when we started going to a multi, multi-ethnic church in Little Rock, um, I remember, well, we always celebrate um, Black History Month, which is just amazing. I love it. Like people get up and share their stories and um, personal experiences and people in history. But during, oh, I think it was when there was a 
Kansas City or there's some kind of issue going on. Um, our pastor got up. Who he's a white guy, but a, a lot of our congregation, I'd say maybe a third, is black. And he's you know, and then we have Hispanic. We have we have a mixed um, variety of people. But he said, "How many of you have ever been followed, been pulled over?" just for your color of your skin. And uh, I would say 90% of mm-hmm. the black and Hispanic men stood up. And I'm like, that's my deacon. That's my, <laughs> our associate pastor. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, that's our missions pastor standing up. And I would never have known that if I hadn't gone to the service. And my book, books I just love is um, The Warmth of Other Sons that mm-hmm. talks about the great migration um, to Chicago and California. Um, and I just, I, I just learn so much, but we can say, well, I don't know. Cause that's not how I raised, but you can learn, you can learn and you can listen to other people and you can read about their experiences. Um, and I think it is so important to have a more understanding heart and a more compassionate heart and to, you know, call my friend, I've called one of my dear, dear friends, um, is a, a doctor and she's a black woman. And I called her and said, how are you doing? And we just have this great conversation because I want her to know that I want to listen and I want to care, mm-hmm. but you have to take those steps and you have to make an effort. Um, and then you can know how to love people better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the messaging of all of the things that we do is Christians. It's, you mm-hmm. know, Jesus came to the woman at Samaria and he listened to her and had a conversation with her and wanted to know how she interpreted her life situations. He didn't launch into, okay, what are we going to do to fix this? You know, it was yeah. like, you know, who are you? What's your story? Oh, you have questions. I got answers. Let me challenge you on some things. But it was conversational and relational. And I think if Jesus is going to do that, when he already knew the answers to the questions and already could have, could have told her, here's how we're going to fix this thing. He said, let me show some empathy to who you are and where you've been. Um, and let me walk with you through the process of moving forward. Yeah. And he, I mean, just the, just starting the conversations in that time and that culture was huge that he would have those conversations with women and women with, you know, bad reputations. And he didn't care about that. He cared about the people. Um, and he was all about hearing their stories. I love how you said he already knew their stories, but he gave them a chance to share their stories. That's so good. Um, I know when I was looking through and reading through this, um, the 28 day prayer journey. Um, mm-hmm. You talk about the, just the influence of your parents and I know you lost your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so powerful to know that her legacy lives on in, in her kids and grandkids and prayer. Um, and I, my, my mom became a Christian when I was younger and I would say she was a struggling, <laughs> struggling new Christian for most of my growing up years. But I would just love to hear about the legacy of prayer from your parents <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, my parents have talked, we, we prayed as a family, you know, mm-hmm. at the breakfast table, in the car on the way to school, you know, as a family. So there's that. And my mother and father told us about how they prayed for us before we got here, mm-hmm. being born, how they prayed for us after, how they prayed for our spouses, how they prayed for. And so, you know, I'll be honest. And, you know, one of the things I want to do. Um, is have leave my kids with the memory of seeing me praying, mm-hmm. you know, um, like literally coming downstairs in the morning and seeing me with my Bible open on the kitchen table. Um, we knew our parents prayed. We knew that they prayed together. But um, I think that 
um, my my knowledge of prayer is that that was the language that framed so many of the things. You know, we're, we're praying that God would bring you, you know, a godly husband. We're praying that God would, you know, continue to advance your career. We're praying that um, that you know your next year of college is is successful. But you know, we wouldn't. It was it was transactional in nature at the moment of transaction, you know, when I'm going to leave for college, uh, right. when we're thanking God at, you know, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day celebration. But a lot of the covering in prayer was communicated through, you know, we we're praying about that. You know, it, it was that kind of thing. And then they would pray together or, um, or separately about us and about our concerns. And so you just have this knowledge that somebody was praying for you. You know, mm-hmm. that, that that somebody is covering you and thinking about you when they talk to God. And it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, and I'm, I've started do, creating prayer Bibles for my kids where I write the prayers in them. Mm. So then when they I've done four and given them to my kids at either birthdays or Christmas, whenever I kind of finish the year up and uh, they have my words like even, you know, 20 or 30, whenever I'm gone, they still have those prayers for them. And I think it is so important for kids to know that their what parents that? are See, praying. I'm going to turn into my, I'm, I'm interviewing you. So what does that mean that you have a prayer Bible? A bi- bi- okay. prayer? What does that mean? So what I got is a journal Bible. Mm-hmm. And then I go through, when I first started, I was reading through the Bible in a year. So mm-hmm. um, whatever I was reading, I would write, I would underline and write something. Now I'm, the, I'm doing twins because <laughs> <laughs> my 17 year old twins, I knew if I gave the older one, who's mm-hmm. only older by six minutes, one before the other one, it wouldn't work. So I'm like, right now I'm going through the Psalm. And so um, and there's different prayers for the different girls. And I will just, as I'm reading my morning, um, I will underline and then I'll write a prayer for them and date it. So, I mean, some of it is like, I'm praying for your future husband or whatever God's plans for you. But some of that is things that they're dealing with in the moment. And um, we're, you know, last year when I was doing my 19 year old, um, she was going through college. So I'm just like, you know, I'm just praying that God will help you with your wisdom. And so someday she'll look back and say, okay, mom was praying when I was going through my college classes. And then I, you know, and not every page is filled. <laughs> I had to get over that. Like, I'm not going to be even close to filling every single page. There's some days I miss There's Sometimes, you know, I've missed three to four days and then, but I do the best I can and I write the prayers in there and I date them so they could always have that. And then I give it to them. So does that, so does that mean like based on the scripture, like yeah. you're reading this and it makes you think of this kid going through yes. this, this mm-hmm. prayer for them. You know what? Esther, yeah. I don't know if you know who Esther Burroughs is. Um, I've only met her once. She's a speaker. I don't. She's, uh, she's, um, she's a little more seasoned than us, but she's a speaker. I met her once. Priscilla knows her very, very well. And I was at an event with her. It was, a, um, uh, a, dot mom not dot mom the lifeway event maybe that was dot mom it was a lifeway event that they would do for moms anyway i was sitting at a table we were just passing time in the green green room and she had her bible out and i she was you know diligently making these notes and i was like so are you making notes for when you speak you put your notes in bible she said oh no 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 these are my i'm i'm putting my prayer she had one bible and she said i'm going through and the prayers the notes the thoughts that I've had about my children over the years, I'm transposing them to Bibles that I'm giving them. So she had been doing it all along and then was oh, transposing wow, yeah. them. She was like, I don't want them to fight over my Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, what a great idea. So I love how you're saying, you know, now with the journaling Bibles, you can have room in the Bible for your prayers and your thoughts for your kids. I love that. Yeah. And, um, and it's neat just because my, he's 26 now, but my third oldest, 
helps a lot with the kids. And if mm-hmm. we go to town, he stays with grandma. He's a college student. Um, the other two are married, older two are married. So um, he was staying the night um, to watch grandma while we were out of town. And he left the Bible on my nightstand by my bed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he brought it with him and he's reading it. It was just like the coolest thing. Um, but I, and I, and why I got the idea is because I didn't know my biological dad growing up. And then when I found him, I found out all his side of the family, he, he's not a Christian, which is really interesting, but all his side of the family were missionaries mm-hmm. and pastors. And, um, like this, one of them started a Bible college and, mm-hmm. and what, so I, was able to meet my grandpa before he passed away and he gave me his Bible because none of the other uh, family was Christians. And so I have my grandpa's Bible who I only met twice in my life. And I thought, you know what, this is so cool. Um, I would love to leave this for my kids, but you're right. Like I have 10 kids. They're all going to be fighting over the Bible. So I just started going with my oldest son. I think um, he was probably 24, 25 and just started praying for him. And then we're going down the ages. So Oh, that's great. great. And it's such a gift, you know, and and some of your kids may realize it and then some of them will realize it later, but it's such a gift. Exactly. Yeah. One one of them, she's really struggling in her life right now. And I gave it to her for birthday. And I really like, do I give it to her now? Do I wait when she's a better place? And I just felt God like give it to her. And literally she's opening her presents and she kind of looked and kind of tossed it to the side like, oh, nice. And I was like, oh, just stabbed in my heart, you know, because you know all the mornings like I spend. But, you know, I'm like, she has it. Like God will use it when God's ready to use it. So I don't need to worry about Like it's not under my control. So that was really, that was really good. Yeah. 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 It's great. It's great. You're a great mom. <laughs> oh, well, no, not always. But <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. But I, I do. <laughs> but I do say like when people, we'll go back to the balance thing because both you and I are doing all this stuff all the time. When people say like, uh, what are your three tips for balancing? And I'm like, I know this, this is probably not what you're looking for, but spend your morning with God and your Bible. And if you have a journal and that just helps me center for the whole day. Like, like mm-hmm. I said, when I was going through your prayer journal this morning, just, I was so thankful thinking about the saints that God brought into my life in that little country church. It just like made my whole day better. And I think mm-hmm. so many times we think it has to be like a time scheduling tip or this is how we do our meals. Cause people do want those kind of tips too. But I'm like, just start sitting down with your Bible, with your journal um, giving your heart to God and just letting him lead your day. And I think so many times, whether it is, him putting on my heart a kid that needs special attention that day or even book ideas or you should reach out to this one like that still small voice changes everything about my day and has led me in directions I never imagined mm-hmm. um so I love I love that you're doing this and um and also I know you are such an encourager of women I would love for you to talk about your inner circle and all the things that you're doing there too yeah well we have um <laughs> Uh, the sister circle was an idea that I got because at my church, there was an event that we put together where once a quarter, because our church was large, that I would create an event where women could get to know each other. Because apart from where you saw, sat in church and maybe your small group, if you were going through a certain season and wanted to connect in that, you wouldn't know necessarily who had been through the same season. So let's just say that... Um, 
you are getting married and your husband has children and you're like, oh my gosh, crash course in parenting, stepmothering. How, like, can somebody tell me a little, give me some tips about that? So in the spirit of Titus 2, we would have a, 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 an event where that morning we'd have a main session and then we'd break up. And every time we would break up into these groups, we'd have at least 12 groups. So the, the you know, being a good stepmom, that would be like a breakout thing, mm-hmm. or, you know, walking through the diagnosis of breast cancer or another one would be, um, you know, how to travel on the cheap. And so what it gave us was from a level of affinity, women in the church to find their people. And so this idea that we can have circles of influence and of impact in various places. So we know the women's Bible study is the thing, but are the women in my neighborhood who are a part of the PTA, are they a part of my circle? They sure are. Are the women I run with and that I, you know, that I'm training with for my marathon and I see them every Saturday, are they a part of my circle? 100%. What about the women who, um, who are, uh, who I'm a new homeschooling mom. And these are the women who I'm sitting with every time that while we're waiting on our kids at the homeschool co-op, they're a part of my circle. So what do we do to activate those circles to find our people and then to use them in the spirit of Titus too, to help us all be more encouraged, equipped and empowered to live the lives that we want to live well. And so I took that and said, I think that we need this like everywhere. And women I've found a lot of women don't know how to build their circle. They don't know how to build friendships. They don't know how to stand up mm-hmm. there and go first. They don't know how to ask questions. And so I just said, let me bring some of that to a bigger platform. And so the goal is for me, from my sister circle, from the women I know, or that the women they know, or, you know, many iterations after that, that we can say, Hey, okay, you have a question about what it looks like to walk through a season of illness with a spouse that, you know, is, is ill or has some detrimental health challenge early. Well, is there anybody I know, you know, Trish, is there anybody, you know, and then to say, Oh, there are more women like this. So how can we connect them, you know, even online? And so that's where the idea came from. So it's a lot of different things, but the idea is that we provide content through YouTube, um, encouragement through email, that we have events where we can connect women and then provide places online where those women can continue to help one another. So it's really an idea. And I'm currently in the process of working through what that looks like in tangible ways. So how can you keep up with that? Honestly, just keep up with me. (laughs) I I get the emails. I get the emails all the time. And anything related to me, to what I'm doing online or what we're doing with the sister circle to grow and develop that. You can find out about that by being on my email list. Yeah. And I love, I mean, you know, you can choose to do so many things, write more books and homeschool. We all know homeschooling could just take over. Um, but I love that you're connecting and encouraging women like this is you know, all us in together. Um, and I mentioned, you know, it started with balance and then we kind of went off to the sister circle. So what encouragement do you have for people who feel like maybe God is stirring something in them? Mm-hmm. Um, but they think I don't have time for that. Cause both Crystal, you and I don't have time for all the we stuff that we're we doing either. We do not. Well, here's the thing. You know, when I just said the sister circle is an idea and as we grow and develop it, you know, just, you know, tag along for the ride. That is how you deal with the thing mm-hmm. that God is putting in your heart. You start slow, you grow slow, you push open the doors that he's convinced you with the Holy Spirit's fire that you're supposed to try the lock until the lock turns. And then the things where you don't know and you're not sure, and it's okay to wait and be still. The bottom line is to go with the Holy Spirit's leading to do what he says is important that day, this week or this quarter. And to know that when the doors are open, because God opens 
opens them, nobody can close them. To know that sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to encourage you to push forward and nobody's going to believe that or understand that except you. And really the only way to move forward in the stirrings that God has placed in your heart is to walk with God so he can not only stir you up, but move you forward following the path that he has created for you before the beginning of time. If God has put something in your heart, don't see, we, we go out of balance when we try to, in our own efforts, in our own strength, get things going. Yeah. And not that we don't have to work and not that we don't have to work hard, but I think we give a lot less uh, credence to the reality that if God started it, he can finish it. Philippians says he will be faithful to complete the work he started in you. The question is, do you trust him and are you willing to move and keep moving when the going gets tough? Will you have the grace to not only engage in what God has started, but to finish what God has started? You will, because he will give you the grace to do it. So take off the pressure of having to do all things at the same time. Nobody does that. And if you try to, you won't do it well. A life is about seasons. And when you ask me how I keep things balanced, it's to say, is this my season for that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is this my season? Is it a desire? Yes. But do I do it right now? Or do I read and do I grow and do I talk to people and do I pray about it so that when the opportunity meets my preparation, I'm ready? Yeah. And it really is. I think so many times we get stressed because we think of the whole thing. Like I'm sure like, oh, we need this huge membership site and the YouTube channel. We really need to grow that. And we need to do this and that. And speaking of conferences, I mean, I think our mind will go there and then we think I can't do any of it. But like (laughs) he's saying, do the next thing, like do the next little thing. And sometimes it'll stay small and sometimes it'll grow. But I loved how you said, like, we don't need to push it. Just keep like if you feel the spirit stirring take that step and God will fulfill it. Like, and it's amazing to see. Um, and, and sometimes you move one thing forward a little ways and sometimes other things will jump ahead and you're like, Whoa, where did that come from? But you have to be faithful to follow God in those things. And it is like, I think being the, the type of people we are with the kids and the ministry and all things you, you, we have to be in tune to the Holy spirit. Otherwise mm-hmm. it would be so overwhelming to figure out what we need to be doing even in each day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. When I get up every morning and I say every morning, most mornings before I do anything, put, before my feet hit the floor, I have a little prayer. It's actually on my phone. Um, and I put it in, um, she's still there. Um, because you know, so many people are like, how do I know? How do I know what, you know, what God wants me to do? And it literally is this prayer that just says, um, you know, I want to ask the Lord, what do you have on your list for me today? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know what I, listen, my list is a mile long. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it literally, my reminder just says, ask God what he wants me to do today. And here's the prayer. And then it grew over time. Lord, today I surrender my will to your way. Help me to be an instrument of your grace, love, compassion, mercy, and power. And then I added to it. What one thing can I do today that will bring glory to you? How can I be a part of what you are doing? And then as this thing has gotten longer and longer, I've answered the questions with things God has impressed upon my heart. God wants me to be an encourager to my husband. And I put the date. Oh, this date, you know, a year later, it's like he wants me to pay closer attention to my children. Okay. There were certain people that I was having an issue with. And it was like, he wants me to extend compassion to them, give mercy Mm -hmm. because I don't know what they're going through. Another day it was, he wanted me to set an atmosphere of home that things were happening in my home, but the atmosphere had gone cold. He wanted me to, to focus on that. So literally God can impress upon your heart on top and superimpose on top of your list of things to do what he's actually saying, Hmm, but this is what I need you to pay attention to today. So before you ever start your day, before you ever start checking off boxes or even give vision to your list, God can interrupt, redefine or redirect you if you'll give him the opportunity to do so. 
Oh, absolutely. And sometimes, um, you know, that when it's in my mind, it's not, it hadn't even been on my radar. Like it wasn't even on my radar to reach out to a certain person or to do, you know, check mm-hmm. in on one of my kids or something. All of a sudden it's there as I'm praying and I know it's from God and I don't even know why. Um, it, you know, yesterday I texted a friend, she was on my mind. I texted her and, um, I gave her some ideas. She, she has a book project that I just found out is going to committee and, or editors interested in. And she's brand new. And so brand new, brand new. And I was just like encouraging her. And it was just like, she hadn't been on my radar at all for probably a month. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I need to reach out to her. And she just had these questions that, you know, she needed answers. She's like, I'm so glad you texted me, but you know what I mean? It's God's spirit connecting us with the people around us, maybe in our home, maybe beyond our home. But but when we tune into him, I love how he always is connecting our hearts with other people and helping us help them for his glory. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well friend, I am so excited about this book. I'm going to put it with my little Bible. I have a little basket that has my Bible, two Bibles because I have twins going through. So I'm going to be putting your prayer journey in there with my two Bibles uh, and then my journal. And I'm excited to go through it. Um, So I want to hear more. I know you have some pre-order stuff that you're doing and then where can people find more information about the book? Well, you can, um, in, in addition to finding out more about me, crystalevanshurst.com, and I'm Crystal Hurst everywhere on social media. If you want to get specific information about the book, you can go to crystalevanshurst.com forward slash pray. And every that page is just all about that. Awesome. So we can send them there and yeah. they can get the book. Yeah. And if you go there before the book releases, we've got some great pre-orders in the book. But apart from guiding you through the next 28 days of prayer, um, we actually have some topical prayers in the back to get you going if you just don't know what to say. And there are around 12 in the book. The pre-order has another 30. Um, oh, and wow. not only are those topical prayers available for you to download uh, for free, but I'm reading those. So if you just want to listen to the prayers, then you can do the visual version or the audio version, along with some great Spotify playlists some with words, some with others so that you can pray and be in the mood, you know, get, kind of yeah. get in the mood with God. And so a lot of things that we hope support your prayer life conversation cards. So if you're interested in grabbing those, then you want to grab it before the book's release on August the, uh, August the 11th. All right. Well, thank you, Crystal, so much for being here. I just love you, friend, and all that you're doing. <laughs> thank you. I love you too, Tricia. I am so thankful for my friend, Crystal. I am so thankful just how she encourages to just turn to God. And I love how she wakes up every day and prays that prayer of surrender to him. And truly, when we do that, when we ask God to direct our days, to, rec- to direct our life, everything makes a difference. It makes a huge difference when we surrender to him. And I always think of it this way, that if God has ultimate plans of good things he wants to do in my life, um, I can either jump into the river of where he's already working, what he's already doing and join him. And I have the current of him already moving in a direction, or I can do my own thing and fight against the current and maybe struggle on the shore. Um, and, And it makes a huge difference. And there is days, and I'm sure Crystal says the same thing. There are days where I think I know what I'm going to do that day, and then God completely changes direction. And that's what prayer is. It's not only just lifting up our needs and our desires and our worries to God, but really saying, what 
do you have for me? How can I join where you are working today? Um, one of my favorite resources is Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. And that truly is um, the, the thing that I came out of it the most. This quote is, see what God is doing and join him. And that's what we do when we can go before God in those morning hours and say, where are you working? How can I join you? It makes all the difference. Um, I love how Crystal always says, pray hardest when it's hardest to pray. And when we feel like we don't want to pray, we don't want to surrender, that's exactly when we need to be doing it. So today's walk it out verse is Ephesians 3.16. And it's, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. And I love that so much when we talk about, you know, surrendering, we're not surrendering to nothing. We're not surrendering just to give up ourselves. We're surrendering to God's glorious, unlimited resources that he will empower us with and the strength in his spirit. So really it is surrendering in order to be filled up and strengthened in ways that we can never even imagine. I love looking back at my life and all that God has done through the books and the adoptions and the kids and the homeschooling. It's impossible. Like I don't even understand. People ask me all the time, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't know. But really, it comes back to this. It comes back to that praying and surrendering and saying, Lord, fill me up with your glorious unlimited resources. Empower me where I am weak. And when we are weak, his strength does shine through. So let me pray. Lord, thank you so much for Crystal. Thank you for all you are doing. I thank you the way she encourages women and inspires us and encourages to pray and encourages us to turn to you. She always reminds us about being thankful and being grateful and surrendering and remembering that God is trustworthy. These are all messages that I hear from her over and over again and knowing that God will work all things together for good. These are all messages that I hear for her from her all the time. And I know that you have put these things on our heart to share so that we could all be encouraged. I pray that you'll bless Crystal, bless her family, bless her ministry, um, and, and just help her and empower her to do all the amazing things that you're calling her to do. I pray for every listener today. And maybe there's someone today that is at that place. They're like, I don't even feel like praying. I don't even know what to say. Um, And I pray that just that prayer of just saying, Lord, I don't know. I don't know. That's a prayer. Or Lord, here it is. I'm a mess. Or this is a mess. Or the situation's a mess. Here I am. That was my prayer as a young pregnant girl. Um, My prayer was, Lord, I have screwed up this time. If you can do anything with my life, please do. That was it. And everything changed. Just light and hope came into my heart. So really don't feel like you have to have all the right words. Just explain where you are to God and say, here you go. Um, so Lord, I, I pray for each person here that they will do that, that they will just say, here you go. And that you can work with that. I pray that you'll be with every listener today. Be with Crystal. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in to Walk It Out. I am so thankful that I get to spend this time with my friends, being inspired, being encouraged, and then I get to share it with all of you. And I would love to hear your feedback. Um, You can leave it a review on iTunes. That would be awesome. Follow me on social media. I'm Trisha Goyer, author Trisha Goyer on Facebook, Trisha Goyer on Instagram. Send me a note. Let me know what you like about this program. If you have any ideas of people you'd love for me to interview, let me know that too. You can always also email me at hello at trishagoyer.com. And um, I pray that you will be inspired. Now, there's another resource I want to share with you. 
and that is Praying Through the Bible in a Year. And this is a devotional book that came out of my quiet time as I, um, many years, read through the Bible in a year. And one year I thought, you know what, I'm just going to every day, I'm going to choose a scripture and I'm going to pray from that scripture. And I did that and, it, you know, there I wasn't doing it every single day. There were some days I missed. There were some days I had to play catch up. Um, it probably took me, you know, closer to a year and a half than a year to actually get through. But then I compiled all those things in a book called Praying Through the Bible in a Year. And you can have it and it's a guide for you. It's available on amazon.com and we'll have the links in the show notes but if you want to read through the bible and pray along with me there's the prayers that i wrote and then space for you to write your own prayers as you read through the scriptures and even though it says praying through the bible in a year like me it could take you a year and a half and that is okay it really is about getting into god's word stealing your heart um, before him and praying so i hope you will enjoy that recess and thank you so much for tuning in today to walk it out Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.